Jackson Podcast. What's really good? You know, man, it's Thursday afternoon, and I just wanted to uh, have a dope discussion and talk about some things that was running across my mind, some things that I've seen, you know what I'm saying, in the media as of recently, and just talk about it from my perspective or whatever. But before we do that, you know, we got to highlight an artist, man. I'm always highlighting new music I heard. And on the last podcast, I told y'all that hip-hop is not really in a place, like, to me, where it's quality music, where people dropping heat, like real heat. It's just a whole bunch of repetitive stuff. So I've been creating the vibes lately on the shows with the R&B. And this artist, man, Tone Stith, representing Jersey. Got one of the coldest albums that came out this year, even though it's short, though. But the music is quality. And let's check them out. Let's get to it, man. So, man, I named this pod, man. If you look at the graphics of the show, you know what I mean? You'll be looking at it like, dang, that's an art piece. That's abstract. You know what I mean? And the reason I created that art piece like that is because that kind of describes me, a person that sees life in color, whose views is abstract. And uh, I wanted to name this podcast an abstract way of thinking. Like, we ain't going to have no borders on this. It ain't going to be no limitation in the thinking and the thought process. But before I get go further into the discussion or whatever and talk about what I want to talk about, I'm going to define what abstract is. If some of the people that's listening to the pod may not know. Existing in thought. Not necessarily the real world. Existing in thought or as an idea, but not having a physical or concrete existing. I like that. Because... Who's to say that what you have to say is right and who to say if what you have to say is wrong? Abstract way of thinking. No concrete evidence because people perceive things to be one way and some people perceive things to be another way and they was riding in the same car, looking at the same view, looking at the same window, but have a totally different view of what they're looking at. So abstract. Seeing in color. That's how I view it. For real. So, man, we're going to get into the pie, man. And uh, I wanted to talk about, like, Plies, man. I seen him. Y'all know Plies. Always sitting in that car on Instagram. Like, he don't, he ain't never nowhere else. He always in that car in the front seat on the driver's side talking. For years, since Instagram came out. But he said something that caught my attention, a way of thinking that I've been thinking for a long time. Not saying that I'm nobody special or nothing, but it's a way I've been thinking for a long time, and 
I'm glad to see brothers coming around to this type of type of thinking when it comes to relationships and females and stuff. Because this is a true statement by the guy, man. Let's check it out. A, 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 a moment <laughs> that I went out to eat with some successful black women and when they brought the ticket, the bill, the motherfucker just went to pulling cars from everywhere. Shoot, 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 shoot. I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay. <laughs> and I said to myself, man, <laughs> this shit is pretty cool. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck, what have I been doing with my life? Like, <laughs> I never knew the 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 gratitude that you feel when you when you go out to eat and align yourself with successful black women well successful people in general uh uh uh, women in general but definitely successful black women (laughs) it was the most enjoyable (laughs) night slash bite to eat Slash, they fighting over the bill. No, no, I'm paying for no. I see a, a, a black card. I see uh, 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 what I see all color cards actually, like a goddamn rainbow. I see black, uh, uh, platinum, and I said to myself, man, what have I been doing <laughs> with my life? Like this is these Jackson Hey, man, that's a true statement because, like, in relationships, it's important who you surround yourself with, no matter if it's male relationships or female relationships. And he said that he was around successful black females, and they pulled their cars out. But it don't necessarily have to be successful people. It's just people that want more. You know what I mean? I just I, I just want to surround myself in the presence of people who want more. They don't have no expectation of me doing something for them. Because that's normal. Especially in the relationship world or the relationship community or whatever. It's just like girls have a false expectation that a man's supposed to do this, do that, do this, and they never have to do anything. And Dudes view it as like, you ain't a real man if you ain't paying for everything. If you love a woman, you should pay for everything. But why you don't want your woman to boss up like you or she don't want you to boss up, you know what I'm saying, like her? It's just, it's a good thing when you're in the presence of like-minded individuals. That's what I want to say, like-minded individuals, not bosses, not leaders, because how do you feel comfortable when somebody taking care of you or doing for you all the time and you just sitting on your ass? That's 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 not cool, really. To me, anyway, uh, y'all tell me if my perspective wrong or whatever. It's just, to me, how could I not never feed myself? I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Even if I was a, a girl and she was taking me out to eat. And then, like, the reason I said... It's a perception that men supposed to do all of this and that is because I got partners and friends and all type of people in my presence who women don't work. They take care of her and I want my woman to ball with me. I ain't even attracted to women that like to do nothing and, and everything is on the man because that's stressful. That's that's not the way you supposed to be. So 
at the end of the day, if you allowing that and doing that, you're not happy. You add an extra stress on the man, add an extra responsibility on the man that is not his responsibility. You are your uh, responsibility for your well-being. But I just found that very intriguing, man, when I seen that or whatever. And <laughs> something else I had found intriguing was I have high respect for um, Dame Dash. You know what I mean? Dame Dash. I've been, like, following Dame Dash and checking out his moves and stuff since he was with Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? And bringing Cam into the game. I remember when Currency and Wiz Khalifa was in his presence, when Big Crit was in his presence, when he put Benny Siegel on. He gave Kevin Hart uh, a role in a movie and Paper Soldiers, and Kevin Hart blew up. He gave a lot of people opportunities and stuff. And to me, Dame Dash a legend, for real. But before I get into the discussion, I'm going to keep highlighting the artists, you know, that we checking out. Record, Tone Stith. Let's do it. Go check his music out. His album is called FWM. So, I was watching an uh, episode of a show where Dame Dash was the guest. And they asked Dame Dash the question about Astro World, The topic and what he thought about the disaster and the situation that happened to Astro World. And uh, I ain't going to play the audio of what he said. I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to rebuttal to it. But, like, I know multiple people died at Astro World. I'm going to give you my perspective. Multiple people died. It's coronavirus. Why am I going to be somewhere where it's 100,000 people at? Like, I'm not going to no sporting events, none of that. 100,000 people. Coronavirus still on and popping. I go out. I go amongst people, though. But 100,000 individuals. And then what, what made me, like, realize that concerts and stuff like that ain't for me no more. And massive events. I'm not a fan of nobody, first of all. Second of all, when they mentioned that people was getting poked with fentanyl, like they was poking folks with fentanyl at the thing and folks was passing out, that's too much for me, man. For me to pay to be in the presence of entertainment that doesn't serve me no good or made me no good. It's just foolishness. I wouldn't, I don't desire to be in that atmosphere for real, real talk. But this is what Dame Dash had to say about the situation. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me find it. Let me find this statement. Okay, Dame Dash said, this is why you have to be conscious of things. I would not have brought my kids to that festival. That is one thing I would not have done. 
So when I hear about children not children dying, I think, why was a nine-year-old there in the first place? I have nothing but compassion, but at the end of the day, please don't take your little children during COVID to a concert where there are a bunch of adults who you know are going to be high. I'm telling you, that happened 30 years ago and it still stick with me. Whether I get affected or not, I got affected. People died. People lost their lives. Please don't take your children to concerts or festivals unless it's for children. If you know there's going to be drugs, don't take them. When my daughter says she wants to go to a music festival, the answer is no. And if it's during COVID, no, 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 no. So nine to ten people died. I forgot. I think it was ten. But uh, that's just I respect Dame Dash for that. I respect them for that. And, uh, man, (laughs) please don't tell me that y'all think that a concert is worth your life or worth that experience is worth that. I don't think it is. And I wouldn't take my kids if I had any kids. I don't. But if I had any kids, I don't. But Dame Dad said something else in that interview also that was intriguing to me and i'm gonna play the audio version of that so we can check it out but uh let's get to it let's see what he's talking about and then the suicide mission the bad food we keep putting in our body like how you gonna trust your pressure oppressor to feed you Mm. it's pissing on your food bro i would never let my enemy feed me that doesn't make sense it's not logical i never let the person that's knocking me down give me food religion or anything. I'm not listening to nothing you're saying because it's only to control me. I'm aware of that. I think we all are, but everybody's pussy. That's the problem. Fear is implemented. It's a program to stop us from making our dreams come true. And most of the things we're scared of never happen until you think about it so much that you manifest it. Now, should I feel as if the people who are doing the things that I'm aware of are my enemy. I don't like to look at people as enemy. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're not aware that you're being controlled, why are you listening to this podcast? This is an abstract way of thinking. We think different over here. We we say the things that other people wouldn't say. But uh, us consuming Things that mean us no good. Like I said on the last pod, why won't we use uh, things that are going to make us better? Why are we so consumed and trained to be entertained? And that's keeping the people that's in power in power and keeping us hindered. Like I had a friend tell me today talking about finances. And I be noticing how hard he hustling and bustling. And he told me, man, right now I'm living check to check. How you not living check to check? And I was like, you got to have a mindset of more than that, above that. So what it's going to take for me to have a mindset to live year to year or 10-year plan? If you live in check to check, then you are never going to retire, which I don't understand that word, retire, so I'm not, I, I shouldn't have used that word because – if you love what you're doing, you'll never retire. But um, 
Check the check. I'll tell you how you get out the rut of check the check. <laughs> Stop uh, viewing your needs as entertainment and, and start educating. Start trying to be entertained by education and uh, educate yourself to get more and more and more and do more that's beneficial for you educational-wise. Make education your entertainment. And uh, think about what you – this is how I think of plans and, and plans of money to keep me from living check to check. So if it take me 60000 a year, right, say 60000 a year to live. That's $1,000 a week to live. Basically, it ain't a thousand. It's a little more than a thousand, but to me, it's a thousand dollars a week. <laughs> That's just my perception of it. And uh, if it take me sixty thousand a year to live, if I want to stop living check to check, I gotta stop having a. I'm gonna spend my whole thousand dollars a week before I get another thousand dollars a week. So to get there first. To get off the check to check thing, I gotta lower my wants, my needs, my entertainment, and my consumption of things that cost instead of my consumption of things that are free that's going to entertain me that are completely free. Like, it's people that do a lot of things. They don't have to get drunk, high, buy the fight, go get a new outfit, go to the club, buy a drink, buy a table, ball, need a new hat, new teeth, uh, Need to stunt for some girls, take some girls out to eat, trick on the girl, buy her something, buy the family member something. The cousin called me and need me. Uh, he need a, a $50 cash app. I sent him something. That's a quick way down to check the check, and then you got $50 before the next check come. So my thought process is use education as entertainment to do something free. A jog is free. That's activity. You know what I mean? Uh, meal prep. So you spend one time, and you ain't spending on – Food consumption for the rest of the week. Buy all your food one time. Uh, gas, fill up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do do all your spending on one day. And whatever is left, save that for those two weeks. Or that week or whatever before you receive money. And you put the rest up, no matter how much it is, until you get to that uh, not living check to check. Then you living year to year. So you done save $60,000 within... A year, say that, say a year and a half, you done saved $60,000. So now you live in what you consider year to year. Now, what do you need to retire? If you think you're going to retire at 60 and you're going to live 20 more years and you need $60,000 a year to live, by the time you hang up your jersey, just saying you retiring. I ain't saying nobody retiring because that's not my thought process. So you need $1.2 million so you can spend $60,000 a year for another 20 years to live and survive. Saved up. And that's how you get at the check-to-check check rut. The check-to-check check rut is by not being disciplined enough to uh, save up, to to not to try to keep up with the Joneses, like, so you can be entertained. That's all. That's all it is to it. You ain't disciplined. And on a high note, we're going to end the pod off talking about discipline. We're going to talk about um, obedience and discipline. Obedience is a word that's kind of weird to me right now because uh, people be obedient in the wrong things. And I hear a lot of 
pastors and uh, motivational speakers talk about being obedient and disciplined and all of that. And to me, I have a couple of friends that's motivational speakers and they do pretty well on it. But to me, I think motivational speaking is momentarily. I think feeding yourself, feeding yourself knowledge and education is permanently. But when you're listening to a motivational speaker on YouTube or their own website platform, or you go to a church and you listen to a pastor preach and you pay for that or whatever, that's momentarily. That's just you feel good for the moment. Then you got to go back to reality. So you got to change your reality on your own. And continue to move forward. Motivational speaking is momentarily. But I was listening to a motivational speaker today. <laughs> like I was I had my YouTube plan and I was just checking out uh some records and a couple of podcasts or whatever. And this motivational speaker popped up. And when he popped up, he was speaking about something that was very intriguing to me. And uh what he was speaking about. I'm gonna let y'all hear it. I'm gonna let y'all hear it, man. I don't pause it. Hold up, Trevor. Hold up. Hold up. This is what Eric Thomas had to say, man. So, um, Gandhi and I was like, "Yo, bro, Gandhi would go fast from sex, and he was married. He would fast from talking. You know, I just started watching these great people, and was like, "Yo, these people fast and." Not about fasting, like that's not the piece, but they were very disciplined people Mm -hmm. and they would not allow their exterior world to dominate or destroy their internal world. I just like, yo, I want to get to a place where I can control me. My family members have grown. I lost an uncle who cirrhosis of the liver, brilliant man, but just drinking, drinking, drinking. And I was like, yo, I do not want to. My father was a substance abuser for years. I was like, yo, I don't want a life where something else is controlling me. You know, like for real, when I left home and said, I don't want to be controlled no more, like I meant that. Like, I don't want nothing to control me but me. And so I got to put myself under extreme discipline to make sure I'm free. So when- I'm going to end the pod off, man, telling y'all, like, to me, that was like real, real powerful. Just me. And uh, what was powerful that was being said was what is controlling you or what have controlled you if you're older? Or what do you need to remove of if you in your 30s, headed into your 40s, or you you young and you you finally being aware of, of, of life and things and you notice that <laughs> a sugar daddy controlling you or a girl controlling your thoughts. Like, men change the way they move and maneuver and, and what they was thinking about when they was single just to be with a woman. Now, and their whole thought process done changed. And uh, how is money affecting your thoughts? How is money controlling you? When you don't have it, you're not okay. When you do have it, everything is fine. Why can't every everything be fine in both instances? That means it's controlling you. But uh, that's just something that I was intrigued in, man, and, uh, this Thursday. But, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in to the show. Y'all already know what time it is, man. It's all love with me. It's all love. That's all I got to say. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Abstract Thoughts. Come in between us. I'm getting better.
feeling lesser and lesser Cause I kept it together And we're better together And with you it's immense Love Only thinking about what's next Love Lay on my chest Love Forget the rest Love And even if it's all of your fault Should've never let her get involved When you love someone You just don't treat them bad Oh how I felt so sad Trevor Jackson Podcast. Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson Podcast sponsored by Anchor App.